Hello and welcome to Line of Home Loans. Um, this is my newest episode. We're going to concentrate today or focus today on the new student loan forgiveness program in 2022, which was introduced or created by the Biden administration. Um, we're going to learn about the qualifications of the program and how to apply. Um, I grabbed most of these facts and most of this information from the internet, and I got it from two specific articles. So I'm going to go into the first article, and I'm going to give you some, um, you know, what, what, what are the qualifications to, to qualify for the loan, the few updates that we have to this point. And then I'm going to go into a different um, article where it describes on how to apply for this new forgiveness program. So there's new, for the first um, program, I'm sorry, the first article, it's uh, the name of the article is called Student Loan Borrowers Will Happen to the End of Next Year to Apply for Biden's One-Time Debt, con debt con Cancellation. It was uh, published September 6, 2022 by Ayelet Sheffi. Um, so what we're going to learn pretty much, like I said, is just what are the qualifications to apply for it? And then I'm going to go into a different one. So um, a different article. So just to let you know to this, um, this podcast won't be that long. It'll be a shorter one. Um, but I just wanted to touch up on the most current events, specifically in the financial industry. And um, as soon as I finish with those two articles, I'm going to go ahead and talk about how student loans have affected my life and how this new cancellation will change my financial situation so let's get right into it so uh, start off to start off by the this the the, the first article um, it's it, it's gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna start having applications uh, go live uh, for student loan cancellation um, early in October um, so once that happens um, it will start from October 2022 and borrowers will have until December 31st 2023 to apply for the relief um, the business administration, the Biden administration has maintained that the frame is sufficient for eligible borrowers to apply. So, um, Biden announced up to $20,000 in debt can cancellation for federal borrowers making under 125,000 a year. Uh, while qualifications is automatic for about 8 million borrowers whose income information is readily available to the education department, either through a free application or a federal state federal student aid form or income driven repayment plans most borrowers will have to apply through an online form um i'm actually one of those who actually has it i i have a i got my um i got my student loans through the federal student aid and i'm actually on an income driven repayment plan so i'm going to qualify for this automatically um, but just to be in the safe side i'm also going to apply just to make sure that i don't get uh disqualified i don't, I don't miss out on this debt cancellation so um, according to the studentaid.gov, the application is set to become live in early 20, in October and borrowers will have until, like I said, un, until uh, December 31st, 2023 to apply for the relief. The education department recommends that borrowers apply before November 15th this year. So as soon as it starts October 1st, get on it uh, because it will take four to six weeks for the relief to hit borrowers accounts. Getting in a form before that date will ensure borrowers will have an updated balance before payments resume on January 1st. So when, when they're talking about January 1st payments being resumed, it's because up to this point, the Biden administration not only announced this new student debt cancellation, but they also announced that um, you know the, all, all payments will be deferred up until January 1st. So you don't have to make any monthly payments, any minimum payments, and your student loans will not occur any, any interest. But that's just up until the end of the year. Starting the first, that's going to change, and um, that's going to end. It, it was supposed to end sometime in August this year, last month, 
but um, we're in September, we're September 14th, but um, it's going to be extended to the end of the year. Um, so how do you qualify? Well, uh, what are the qualifications? So if you received a federal pro grant when you had, when you, when you had a student loan, um, uh, you're going to get $20,000 cancellation on what you owe on your balances. Um, if you didn't get a federal program, if you never, you never applied for one, you never actually got one, then um, you'll only get ten thousand. Um, but ten thousand is a lot better than zero, and twenty thousand is it's, it's, like I said, it's, a, it's better than zero. I know there's a lot of student, there's a lot of borrowers out there that owe much more, and maybe this is just a fifth or or a third of what they owe. But believe me, at least you'll knock off twenty or ten thousand dollars out of your out of your debt, and um, you know, so this way you can meet your financial goals a lot faster. Um, so with that being said, uh, still Biden's administration has not publicly expressed publicly expressed any concerns with the rollout. The White House press secretary, Karine Jean Pierre, said during a, pri a press briefing last week, the department has already enacted targeted student loan forgiveness, so it's equipped for a broad scale. So in other words, they've already started on that. They've already started doing student loans forgiveness. So. At this point, it's not they're just rolling out something that's brand new. They're just going to scale it up and continue going with it and expand it even more. Um, so that's that's that article. Um, the other article that I received also, the name of this article is called Student Loan Forgiveness Applications Could Open Within Weeks. Uh, take these four steps now to get ready. This was published August 30th, uh, 2022. Um, it was published by Annie Reporter or Annie Nova. Um, I think maybe her Instagram or whatever handles might be any reporter. So uh, it's going to talk about these four things you need to do to get yourself prepared to apply for the student loan forgiveness. Okay. So first things first, make sure you qualify based on the income. So let's um, read really, really what I said earlier. This is kind of the same stuff from the first article, but this is going to go, go straight to saying that President Joe Biden announced last week that most federal student, student loan borrowers will receive will be eligible to receive some kind of forgiveness up to 10 grand if you didn't receive the Pell Grant, which is a type of aid available for low-income undergraduate students, and up to $20,000 if you did. The Pell Grant is a grant that's given, like we mentioned earlier, to specific undergraduate students who are low-income. Um, their, their, their tax returns are, are very little or they don't make any money, so that's how you qualify for that federal Pell Grant. Um, there's a specific income bracket that you have to fall under to, to qualify for that. When I was going to college at Cal State LA between 20, at the end of 2015 to about uh, May of 2018, I was receiving federal Pell Grants um, because I was relying completely on school, on federal student aid, on tuition. I was not working. Um, I wanted to focus at least 100% on my school. So because of that, and I wasn't receiving any of the kind of money or any kind of financial um, support, I actually qualified for the federal program. So this is going to help me qualify for the 20000 um, so back to the article, um, the relief will be limited to borrowers who make less than 125,000 per year or married couples or head of households earning less than 250,000. So you have to either meet one of those two income criteria. You have to make the less than 125,000 if you're just, if you're, you're, you're your own independent borrower or if you're married or, um, you're a head of a household, you have to be making, you have to be earning less than 250,000 a year in order to qualify. That's the first thing. So uh, what this article recommends is for you to review your recent tax returns to confirm your income fell below those thresholds. The education department will be considering people's so-called adjusted gross income, um, which may be different than your gross salary. So that's just pretty much 
hey, I, mean, I made this much, but in reality, after taxes and every, and whatnot, this is really how much I did it after it's, it's been adjusted. So um, they might include people who do that as well. Uh, to confirm your AGI or adjusted gross income for 22 and 2021, look at 11, look at, look for line 11 on the front page of your tax return. And that tax return form specifically is name is known as a form 1040. So look at that guys, look at your tax returns. Um, the second thing you want to do is ensure that your loans qualify. So the vast majority of, um, of people, the vast majority of people who, um, Who, who qualify for the the mass majority of people who qualify for these loans or or had these loans was roughly about 37 million borrowers so they're going to be eligible for forgiveness based on their loan type because their debt is under what is called the william d ford federal direct loan program that group includes direct stafford loans with and, and all direct subsidized and upsubsidized federal student loans under the direct program Parent Plus and grant loans are also eligible for the relief. So it's going to cover a lot of different borrowers. Um, like I mentioned earlier, it's going to be, you know, the direct Stafford loans, the direct subsidized loans, and unsubsidized federal student loans. Um, so, and as long as, as long as the, and also the grant loans, and the Parent Plus um, under this direct program. So a lot of people are going to be call, are going to qualify for this forgiveness, uh, for the student loan forgiveness program. Um, if you're one of the 5 million borrowers with the commercially held federal family education loan, your debt is actually held with a private company and not the government. Uh, to make sure you're included in the forgiveness sooner rather than later, you want you may want to consolidate your loan into a direct loan program. So you want to get out of that federal loan, that specific federal family education loan, and go into a direct loan program so that you will qualify for it. So that's something you need to move on now if you're actually one of those 5 million borrowers. Um, if you don't want to consolidate your loans, however, the education department says it will work in the upcoming months with private lenders to make sure that, um, that the, those who have the federally, fam federally family education loan borrowers will still benefit from the, from the government, from the, from this forgiveness program. So they're going to expand it to as many people as possible and all types of different federal programs. Um, you can check your loan type. If you go to studentaid.gov and you sign in with your FSA ID, then you want to go to my A tab and it's going to show you there specifically under that tab um, how much you qualified from how much a part of your, your tuition was, was covered through student loans and through grants. So you just look at that and if you like a, make sure you, you're, you're part one of those loan programs and you'll be able to be covered in it. So the next step you want to do, remember this is four steps. The third step is going to do what you want to do is you want to gather records. Um, so it's not yet entirely clear what the application for student loan forgiveness will look like, but it's a good idea to have all the relevant records at the re at, at the ready proven that you that when you qualify extra safe. So proven that you qualify. So in other words, get all your paperwork together, get all your snapshots, get your tax returns, go to your tab, make sure you qualify, have all your records together. The last thing you want to do is is miss the deadline or you apply for the application and you don't have anything to prove that you fall into the category and you miss out on this forgiveness program. Um, around 18 million borrowers who have been enrolled in the income driven repayment plans may not have to attest their income because the government already has, already has their data. So 
um, the in, the income driven repayment plan is pretty much saying that um, it's a different form. It's 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 a payment plan that you that you do with the with the federal government or when you have a federal student loan, saying that um, you can only make you only pay as much as you earn. So if they you you say this is how much you make, and then based on how much you make, then they'll determine your monthly payment. Um, that's how that specific program works. That's what I'm on. Um, my my student loan payments um, are calculated according to how much I make. So the more I make, the more I can send. The less I make, the less I have to send. Um, so what this is saying pretty much is that my income's already in there, so I don't have to gather any any records myself because they already have it. Now, for everyone else, it may help to hang on to those tax returns uh, that you that you're supposed to look for, like we, we talked about in step one. And print out your loan records that you got from step two. Remember, print them out from the federalstudentaid.gov website. Um, you know, gather all your paperwork. Uh, when you log into the studentaid.com, the grants tab will let you look and let you, like I mentioned earlier, will let you see if you received the federal program in your undergraduate years and if you're eligible for the $20,000 in relief. Um, if you receive the pe- a federal program, uh, take a screenshot of it or, or print it out in a document confirming that fact. You want to gather as much information as possible, like I mentioned earlier. Um, also print out a screenshot of your current student loan balance so you can later check to make sure that, um, you know, that the debt dropped to the correct amount. Um, you know, the last thing you want to do is, 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 is say, Hey, you know what? Uh, 20,000 ones are knocked off. You only knocked off 17 or, or 14 or 13 or 15. So make sure you take snapshots of everything before and after so that, um, you can double check to make sure that 20 grand was actually removed from, um, from your current debt. Um, so the next step that you want to move into, step four, is stay up to date with the process. So borrowers can sign up now on the Education Department's website for updates on the student loan forgiveness process, um, including when the application will be ready. So they're going to be giving you updates. Sign on to that. You want to subscribe to that. A spokesperson for the U.S. Department of Education says it could take around eight weeks, like we mentioned earlier, after it has all after all the necessary information from the borrower has been collected and their debt is discharged or part of their debt is actually, you know, discharged or forgiven. Um, just like I said earlier, the debt, the deadline to submit application for forgiveness will be December 31st, 2023. So uh, please do not miss out on it. If it knocks out all your student loans, that's awesome. If it only knocks out a percentage of it, a small, a big, a half, three quarters, just be happy you get in this removed. Um, so take advantage of it. You guys, uh, you know, uh, Go to federalstudentaid.gov, collect all your records, get your tax returns, take snapshots of your federal programs, take snapshots of how much you owe on your student loans, get everything you need to do and jump on it right away ASAP as soon as October 1st starts because that's when you want to start submitting your applications and you want to know right away whether you qualified or not and you really want to see that um, that you know that debt go down. Um, that's what I'm going to be doing. As soon as it starts, I'm going to be taking all these instructions and I'm going to be working on it to get it to get it removed. Um, so now let me talk a little bit about my, my story. So like I mentioned earlier, I went to Cal State LA um, from, I believe it was August or September of 2015. And I graduated in May of 2018. During that time, I used, you know, I, I accumulated some debt. Um, I got, you know, student aid, some of it in, in, in tuition, uh, which I don't have to pay back. Um, I'm sorry, tuition was a combination of my, my grants and my student loans. So the grants, I don't have to pay back, but the student loans I did. After all that time, and after I graduated, which is now about four and a half years, or close to four years, more than four years, I'm sorry, um, 
my total student loan debt is still about 35, 36,000. I believe when I originally got out, I had about 30, 31. So over the past four years, it's accrued about 5,000 in interest. So you can see how fast I can really, you know, go up really quickly that interest if you don't start making payments. Um, you know, and when I graduated from college, you know, my, one of the biggest obstacles I had to do was uh, look for work, you know, and a lot of these employers want you to have experience, but they don't want to give you this experience. So my method was to go out there and get my mark because I, I majored in marketing. So I went out there and I started doing my own marketing experience, working on my own. I later, you know, um, was recruited by a, a marketing agency, a small cultural bar boutique uh, marketing agency, what I spoke about in my first episode by the name of Insight Marketing. And I've been working with them since, ever since, doing assignments, and uh, that's helped me a lot. And that's what helped me build up my my resume and my portfolio. And, you know, it's helping me, you know, look for any more serious marketing uh, to help me enhance or, or further go down that journey of being a marketer professionally, uh, either at a marketing department or working for a marketing agency. So it's helped me a lot. But um, like I said, during that time, you know, I wasn't making a lot of money. So I I, uh, I was part of that income-driven payment plan, income-driven payment plan, and I only had to send as much as I was making. Uh, but during that time frame, yeah, my my balance from about thirty-one to about thirty-six thousand now. So. With, and I, I got federal Pell Grant, so I'm going to automatically get the 20000 which means that they're going to knock off 20036 You know, I, I only owe about fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars $16,000 now, which is going to be great. And I'm estimating, I'm forecasting uh, between, you know, uh, where I'm making money at now, my side ventures, um, my licensing that I'm going to be, I'm going to be receiving right now. I have my mortgage license, my real estate license. I'm going to be going after my life insurance license. Uh, I I feel like I'll be able to knock that off and pay it off by the end of 2023. So I'll be student loan uh, debt free completely in about about a, in a little bit over a year. You know, twenty thousand from the forgiveness program, and the remaining fifteen sixteen thousand from you know me working, me making as much money as possible, and knocking it all out the way. And I want to get that removed because that's the only thing that I have on my credit report in terms of debt. Um, I have a small credit card balances, but I'm going to be paying that off really quick, and I want to get that out the way. And the reason I want to remove that is because once that's removed from my credit report, my credit score is going to go higher. And, and now when I submit applications for lending products, for credit products, for bigger credit cards, for business credit cards, um, especially if it uses my personal credit like it does in the beginning, uh, they can't they have no excuses or can't hold anything against me so that I won't qualify uh, because they use everything that's on your credit report. Your credit cards, your auto loan, your mortgage, your student loan debt—all that goes into uh, you know uh, what you make versus how much you owe. There's a debt-to-income ratio, so that's being used against me right now. But once that's removed, that obstacle's out of the way, then you know I'll qualify for more things, for bigger limits, bigger lines, bigger loans, things that I can do. So for me, getting this student loan forgiveness program or being discounted is going to help me a lot. Because I, I have a few ventures that I want to invest in that I want to pursue. One of them being uh, renting cars out on the Turo app. And um, you know ha having this removed means that I can jump straight into that. And I don't have to worry about paying back 36000 only 20000 I mean, sorry, only 16000 So what that means is that I can, meet, I can save my money now. I can meet my financial goals, my investment goals, my credit card, paying all that off, all that a lot faster. Uh, because, you know, 60% of it's knocked off. So that's going to help me out a lot. In my situation, it's going to help me out a lot. Um, I'll be able to buy a home a lot faster. 
Uh, like I said, I'll owe less debt, which means that my credit report will look stronger, better. My score will probably even go higher. At this point, my credit report, my credit score and experience is 848. So with that being paid off or my credit cards being paid off, I'm going to be at 850. So it, it won't make that much of a difference when it comes to my credit score because I'm only two points away from having a perfect credit score. But it will make my credit report as a whole look a lot better. Remember, guys, when, you have, when you're submitting applications where it's credit-driven or where you're accessing your credit report, you know, lenders are not just looking at your report, at your score, but they're looking at your report as a whole as well. They want to see, you know, which employer's on there. They want to see how many credit cards you have, what type of credit cards you have. You know, if you have mortgages on there, you have an auto loan on there, how much you owe on those things. You're making your payments on time. Uh, and your student loans as well. All of that is, is, is used to compile a complete credit report. So the only thing that I have that that's outstanding that's the largest limit is my student loan. So when I'm knocking off, you know, 20 out of 36, it's going to help me out substantially. So like I said, I'll be able to meet my goals a lot faster because I don't have to, I don't have to spend that 20,000 and paying them back or paying that back. I can use that 20,000 to invest into myself, into my business and to help me reach my, my real estate ownership goals a lot quicker. That's going to be for myself. Um, and obviously, you know, with, with me not spending that 20000 on the student loans, I can, like I said, I can use the 20000 investing and buying different things, investing in myself, and I'm putting that money back into the economy. You know, I'm, I'm using to buy these things and the money that I give to that company or that person, they go ahead and they use that again. So it keeps multiplying. So I'm going to be directly putting my money into the money supply, into the economy, into the working economy into the money that people are using on a daily basis. And like I said, I'm gonna I'm, the way I like to use money is I don't like to spend money, I like to invest money. So when I when when I spend my money, I invest it whether it's in myself, my health, my personal care. I, I invested in the stock market. You know, I got into the crypto market. I'm gonna be getting an annuity soon. I'm gonna be giving a life insurance policy. I actually already have one, but I'm gonna be looking to see if there's any better opportunities. But the point is I like to spend my money, I like to invest my money. I like to spend, I like to invest money. Even if I'm you know, spending it on myself, I like to spend it on something that's going to get some kind of return on investment. Like I, I want to spend it on on a, a buying a business suit or, or or something that's business, business casual that will give me a good presentation, a good branding for me so that when I go look for work or when I go look for, for business, when I go look to do for partnerships, it, it, it I, I look great. People like the way I look and they're going to want to do business with me. So I always try to spend my money in a way where I feel like I can get some kind of return on investment on it. So that's going to be the goal where I'm going to do with my 20 grand that I'm going to be forgiven. I'm going to put that into my business. I'm going to put that in focus on myself. I'm going to, I'm going to invest that money and whatever I do spend it, it's going to be around my, my community. So they're going to be getting that money instead of me sending it to the federal student government, you know, so everyone has a different story. I know some people feel like it's not fair. You know, they already pay their student loans. Why should, you know, I mean, they already pay them all off. You know, how come they don't get some of this? You know, how come I get some of this? Well, to be honest with you, I've heard some rumors. I'm not sure if this is true or not. Uh, it may be true, may not be true. But if you did pay off your student loans within a certain amount of years up to this point, um, it might be retroactive, which means that you will be getting a, a refund on what you paid off up to the up to twenty grand or whatever the amount is, whatever you just paid off recently. They'll give you that check. So don't don't quote me on it. Don't. It's not solidified. It's just a rumor I heard. I don't know if it's true or not. You know, but it'd be really great if those people can be included, the people who just paid off their student loans. This way everyone gets, you know, to, to benefit from this new program. You know, people who already paid it off and people who haven't paid it off yet. 
And I just really hope that guys, please submit your applications. Please get yourself prepared. Please be updated. You no, know, you know, try, try, try to benefit from this as much as possible. And, um, you know, and then when that, when that 20,000 is knocked off, please, please take it, you know, as, as a way, as a, as removing uh, that, you know, that, that, that debt off your shoulders and, and use that extra 20,000 for something else. Invest in yourself, invest in your education, uh, invest in starting a business and expanding your business and an investment. Just make sure you do something that's great with it. Something you don't have to look back regret and you just wasted that money. You know, try to make the most out of this. Uh, for me, it's going to be life changing because I'm going to be able you know, to fast forward and speed up the pace and, and, and meet my financial goals and starting my business, you know, uh, and I hope you do the same as well. Um, so with that being said, this will conclude my uh, student loan forgiveness program episode. Uh, we kept it under 30 minutes. I know that usually I, it goes a lot longer than that because I have a lot to say, but this was a little bit shorter. Like I said, it's just, I decided to make it because of the most recent announcement that was done uh, within the last three weeks. You know, today it's September 14th. So I wanted to touch up on that as soon as possible. And um, if you have any questions about it, about those articles, reach out to me. I can send you those articles. Uh, if you're wondering, okay, now that I, I'm going to do that, what should I do with my money? Reach out to me. You know, we can use that money to get you a house. We can use that money to help you restart your, your, your credit, fix your credit, enhance your credit. We can even use that money, you know, soon I'll be able to I'll have my life insurance license, which means I'll be able to refer you to a, a life insurance agent who can, you know, help you find a policy, coverage, an annuity, an investment that's insured, a lot of different things. And I believe that, you know, we'll have access to health health plans as well as life insurance plans. So there's so a lot of, a lot of solutions, a lot of financial solutions that you can, you can get uh, once you reach out to me. Um, there's a lot of things we can do with that. You know, we can do, like I said, to start your business. It's a lot of different things you can do. So if you want to reach out to me to start your business credit, your personal credit, start a business, get a house, get a policy, reach out to me. I can help you all these different things. Um, I will have my, my license soon and I'll be able to, to help to find the right person that can help you with that. Um, other than that, guys, have a good night. Uh, please be safe and tune into next week's episode or, I mean, next month's episode. Uh, going forward, I'm, like I said, I'm going to be publishing episodes every three to four weeks, you know, maybe even three weeks to a month. Um, this gives me enough time to collect as so much information as possible, get as many guest speakers, record it, edit it for you guys, and promote it and make sure as many, as many people can listen to it as possible. Uh, I want to continue stepping it up and continue involving my podcast because I want you guys to get as much education and much entertainment and get as much quality as possible. Uh, one thing I can tell you about it is that I will have uh, some more different, more, more different programs coming out, more different episodes. I know that one of them is going to be on insured government loans. Another one's going to be on the crypto market, how to buy a home with a realtor. Those insured government loans I just mentioned earlier, that's going to be the VA loan, uh, the FHA loan, the USDA loan. I'm also going to go over, over alternate document loans, which are bank statement loans, no debt to income loans, uh, loans where you don't submit any paperwork. We just pretty much go off of your credit. It's credit driven and your, and your liquidity, how much money you have. They don't ask you for your employment, how much you're making or where you work at or where the money comes from. Stated income loans, 1099 loans, debt service ratio loans. Those are loans where you get you get a rental property and 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 the the income and, and it's not driven on how much you make, right? It's driven how much on your credit mostly, but also on how much rent you can get for the house. 
So if it matches, you know, if you're making at least the rent is as much the mortgage is going to be, then that's all you really need. So um, and other things too, also reverse mortgage loans, investment property loans. I have a lot of things coming up, and I'm even going to share an episode on my own journey, which I'm starting my you know my business credit, my new business for myself, and um, and how I'm going to use that to get me my Airbnb business. I'm sorry, not my Airbnb, my Turo car business. Maybe that's one thing I can do in the future as well. But uh, I'm renting out cars, and I'm using my business credit to start that. So I have a lot of episodes coming up for you guys. Please tune in in the future. Uh, like I said once again. Um, you know, I'll be announcing these episodes as they come closer to date. I'll be posting it on, on my Instagram, on my Facebook. Before I, I publish it, I'll let you guys know. Uh, or before I record, I'll let you guys know when I'm going to record it. Uh, this way, if you have any questions, please reach out to me if you want me to go over anything I did in the past episodes. Anything for the new episodes. You want me to say something in regards to that specific main topic or maybe it has nothing to do with it. You just want me to answer a question, I'll do that. If you want me to set me up with, this, with a guest speaker, it could be a realtor, it could be a life insurance agent, it could be another mortgage broker, it could be a banker, a business banker. Um, and another thing I'm going to start doing is I'm going to actually start doing episodes on entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, I want to bring people on air, people who are who, who know who, who can share their story and motivate you guys and let you guys know what their steps are taking in order to start their business. Um, so you can see what, a, what, what the glimpse is like in being an entrepreneur, a business owner, what it takes. So maybe you guys can follow the same steps or, uh, or a version of it. And so you guys can keep yourself motivated and give you some kind of inspiration to do it because, you know, a lot of people have entrepreneur skills and they have a lot of different, um, you know, management skills and ownership skills, but they're not using, they're utilizing it. And sometimes they're worse enemies themselves. So I hope that this motivates them. So like I said, it's going to be guest speakers from, business owners, entrepreneurs, to people in the financial world, you know, and it doesn't matter what type of business you own or if you're self or, or, or if you're, you're self-employed or you're an entrepreneur, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Just come on. If you want to come on, if you know somebody, have them come on and we'll share their story. Uh, other than that, thank you for tuning in. Have a good night. And I hope looking forward to hearing from you guys again. And I look forward to releasing some more episodes for you guys. Thanks. Bye.